time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Hey, it's another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Thanks for being with us today. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller. You can find us online at roadmapfinancial.com. For more information and to listen to past episodes of the show, Glenn, we've got a good one today. We're talking about the incomplete financial plan. And if you're listening to today's show, what I want you to ask yourself is, are you confident that your financial plan is indeed complete? You know, because many people believe they have a solid plan in place only to realize later on they've missed an important area or maybe multiple important areas. Might be accounting for long-term care expenses or maybe overlooking the impact of taxes on retirement income. There's a bunch of different areas that we find often get overlooked by people. So we're going to talk about some actionable tips and steps that you can take today to ensure that your plan is indeed as comprehensive as possible and so that you don't have an incomplete financial plan. Glenn, you ready to rock and roll through these uh, different problematic areas? Yeah, Walter, let's jump in. All right, let's do it. The uh, first one on our list is the danger of a downturn in the market in the early years of retirement. Now, danger of a downturn sounds logical, but why is early years of retirement, why is that qualifier so important? Well, Walter, I mean, one one of the things that's really important to understand as, and we've talked about this in, in previous episodes, is is the idea that planning for and actually being in the retirement years um, is significantly different than saving for the retirement years. You know, when you're saving for the retirement years, you're in the the accumulation phase, if you will, of, of retirement planning. And then as you're as you're transitioning into within a few years of retirement or just beginning retirement, you're you know you really kind of think in terms of that you're in the preservation and distribution years. And so why that's so important is, is that there's different ways to look at how your accounts are doing at different times, you know, with, you know, or different phases of life. But when you're thinking about accumulation, it's, you know, you're thinking about rate of return, you're thinking about growing, you know, growing your assets as much as you can so that you have as much as you, as you can, as you can, you know, have in, in the retirement years. And that said, it doesn't mean that, you know, once you transition in the preservation and distribution years that you completely forget about that. But what you're wanting to have is you're wanting to have consistency and, you know, and, and longevity there because the idea that you have ups and downs in the market, that's normal, right? I mean, that you have economic cycles and, and those kinds of things happen. And when you're in the accumulation years, you're putting money away. And then when markets turn down and, and, and values go down in, in different shares, you have the ability to buy more shares at lower prices. And I think every, most everybody is, is familiar with that idea of dollar cost averaging. However, when you start to transition into retirement and you're really starting to lean on those accounts and you're having to derive income out of those accounts, either because you know it's just part of the overall plan that you're going to do that at a certain point, or even if it's if it's required minimum distributions, you start looking at you know at the at the reality of that is is then when there's money coming out and there's no new money going in, you know as 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 you're looking as you're looking at that dynamic, if you're getting hit hard in the early years, meaning that the you know that the values are down and your account values are down and you're and you're having to take um, those distributions out, then that money that's come out never has that opportunity to recover and it's probably going to get taxed in most cases and there's no new money going in to be able to buy more shares at those lower prices so you know you have this thing called sequence of returns risk that that creates a whole different dynamic 
in the preservation and distribution years than what actually is going on in the accumulation years. So there's different strategies and different ways of, of dealing with that, but you got to really be aware of, we've talked a bit about, you know, um, thinking about that concept, but also planning for it. And one of the things that I like to call um, a, a part of of retirement diversification is thinking in terms of diversifying in different time buckets, if you will, setting certain monies aside for the the now bucket, you know, the next the next six months to a year, then the soon bucket, which is going to be like the next five to 10 years, and then the later bucket, which is, you know, more like, you know, 10 years and beyond, right? Well, you got to think in terms of that, that now bucket and that soon bucket, you know, you don't really want lots of volatility there because you want to know that that money is going to be there when you need it. And if you have a much longer term money that has the opportunity to you know to go up and down with the economic cycles but it's it's far off in that in that future that you're less concerned about that portion of money because you're not drawing from it right now so we got to really protect your income and that income planning you know, income planning foundation that we've talked about so many other times well timing is uh, everything in a lot of ways in life and uh, certainly would apply right here to this conversation as well with those uh, market downturns so uh, be protected against those and keep that top of mind something else we should bring up during this conversation glenn as we talk about the incomplete financial plan and a lot of folks who may have recently retired and didn't have a complete plan might be realizing this one literally as we speak the effects of inflation over time right yeah well inflation is you know is is, is almost like a, a silent tax if you will i mean it's not really a tax but it you know it erodes your buying power right and so you know you you want to you want to make sure that within your you know retirement plan that you have you have built into that you know ways of creating increasing income over time now there's a there's a number of different strategies that can accomplish that you know it's not a one size fits all scenario you kind of look at what pieces do you have as far as like if we're putting together a puzzle you know some folks are going to have a pension others are not some households might actually have more than one pension other households just have their, you know, their their retirement savings. Most people are going to have, you know, their their social security checks, and you know, there's likely going to be two of them within the household, right? But when you start thinking about that, you know, it's like, well, you know, your income as it is today, today's dollars are worth more than tomorrow's dollars because there's, you know, there's that that erosion of that inflation, and of course, inflation has really spiked here in the last you know couple of years and obviously well, that's part of the, the the challenges that we're going through with the economy and the fed you know doing the things that they're doing you really have to ha- make sure that that you know that you you have you have that piece of the puzzle if you will you know handled and you have to have ways of having you know increasing income over time because otherwise you know what's going to happen is is that you're you're going to have a contraction in your standard of living right because you know your, your money's not going to go as far you know it, it's very evident like when you go to the gas station or, or to the grocery store and you know you can think in terms of well what are the effects over that over 5 10 15 20 years you know you you, you want to make sure that you have the ability to you know to have that built-in piece in your planning. Uh, and like I say, there's there's multiple ways of doing it, but it really does need to be addressed. Inflation's a big one. Got to keep that on the list for sure. Uh, the fact that medical costs are increasing at a rate even faster than inflation, you know, it, it kind of needs its own category here, Glenn, if we're talking about incomplete financial plans. 
Well, no, you're exactly right, Walter. And, you know, and that starts with, you know, make, you know, making plans and, you know, and, and learning about, you know, Medicare and how that, you know, how that's going to get phased into your overall plan. You know, if you're married, you know, uh, there's, you know, oftentimes there's a difference in age. One person's going to go on possibly before the other, or possibly, you know, one person, you know, might, you know, might retire, but yet they might stay on their, uh, on their uh, spouse's uh, plan at work, depending upon, you know, which one is better. But that kind of an analysis ought to be done, you know, to determine, you know, does it make sense to stay on that plan or does it make sense for one person to go on to Medicare, you know, and, and you start looking at how do those Medicare premiums get paid, you know, and and typically, you know, it's, it's kind of tied with, with Social Security. In other words, if you're taking your Social Security benefits, then your Medicare Part B premium and possibly even part of your Medicare Part D premium is going to be paid, you know, out of your Social Security benefits before you even receive the check. If you haven't turned on Social Security yet, then, you know, you may may be paying out of pocket for a period of time. You know, you also have to think in terms of, you know, are you going to, you know, go in the direction of a Medicare supplement, Medicare Advantage plan, all the different, you know, ramifications of, of different plans that are there. I mean, they, they, they cover the same things, but they act significantly differently. And, you know, if you're working with a, with an independent agent, they can, they can explain the, you know, a lot of those differences and, and, you know, the pros and the cons, you know, to both, as well as, you know, the, the longer term, you know, idea of, of what's going to happen in the future. Well, you know, we, we have to think in terms of long-term care too. And I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but I mean, that's, that's interconnected with the idea of, of increasing medical costs. And as you say, Walter, it's, it's, it's a, it's an unfortunate thing, but, but, it, you know, but it is what it is. And, and medical costs, you know, historically have, have had a little bit higher and sometimes a lot higher um, inflation rate than, 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 you know, the, your typical, when you look at the consumer price index, you know, medical costs tend to be, tend to outpace that. Great point. Yeah, we'll be circling back to long-term care before this discussion is over, as it also deserves its own category. But let's take a breath from the medical care conversation and uh, introduce another area where we often find incomplete financial plans and a little bit of a change of gears here, because now we're going to talk about taxes and the possibility of tax increases in the future. Few people have that built into their plan organically, right? Right. Well, no, it's important, Walter. And, you know, and we and we've talked about this a number of times. Right. And, you know, that's part of what I call, um, you know, retirement diversification, you know, looking at not only time, you know, segmentation of your of your portfolio and your accounts, but also, you know, how how do you have how do you have your different monies, um, you know, allocated in terms of taxation? Right. I mean, there's there's what we call taxable money, you know, that, you know, if you earn interest or dividends or capital gains, it's sub, you know, it can be subject to tax, you know, each and every year. You have tax deferred, which is your typical traditional IRA or, or you know, 401k where pre-tax dollars are going into, into that account. And then when you, when you pull money out of those accounts, then that's going to be subject to taxation. And then you have your tax-free or your tax-preferred, you know, uh, accounts like your Roth, where when money comes out, it's, it's tax-free. And so, there's a lot of, uh, you know, planning and, and analysis that really should go into this part, you know, of, of your of your overall, you know, retirement planning and, and, and looking at how are taxes going to affect you. You know, we also have talked in the past about, you know, how, how uh, Social Security benefits can be impacted by that because Social Security is not inherently subject to taxation, but it becomes so the more other income you have. And so, the, you know, sometimes you, you can have a scenario where, you know, possibly 
possibly a pension and or you know distributions from you know from other accounts that are that are subject to tax you might literally drive part of your social security into the taxable column where they wouldn't otherwise been there had had you had your assets positioned a little differently and been drawing drawing income from you know, from accounts that were, were positioned a bit differently so that's something to consider and you know and of course this is only something in worth consideration if you believe that in the future the the tax rates are likely to go higher right i mean you and you have to ask yourself that fundamental question and you know and, and your advisor that fundamental question and kind of look at what is the likelihood you know and and uh you know i talk to lots and lots of people and you know i i have yet to find anybody who thinks that tax rates are likely to go down in the future or even possibly stay stay kind of level you know i mean most people that i talk to believe that you know that it's likely that tax rates are going to go higher and most people are basing that opinion on you know when you're looking at the debt and the deficit you know of of, of what's going on with our country you know, I mean, we're we're now at a point where it's you know we're we're roughly 120 percent of GDP in terms of the national debt. You know, which is I mean that's that's unsustainable. Something has to change. We can we can't continue to keep that that level and continue to rise as we have been over time, because then you know, ultimately what ends up happening then is is that so much of the federal budget will will be you know eaten up by just just pay you know interest cost. So you know you have to ask yourself the question: Well, how is the government going to raise more money? <laughs> that that's kind of you know it's it's kind of self-evident, right? I mean the the the, you know, the main place where that comes from is is you know is from tax revenue. So you have to think, well, what how is that going to impact you? You know, are tax rates likely to go higher? How much money do you have, or how much of your retirement nest egg is in is in accounts that have yet to be taxed? You know, and are are you actually deferring taxation into the future where tax rates will be higher? You know, those those are fundamental questions to ask as you're as you're looking at you know your planning for retirement and how are you going to take money out of the accounts and create a you know a firm and you know a strong income plan you know and try to limit you know the the exposure you have to future taxation risk all good points across the board here so far glenn thanks for uh, filling us in on all these different moving parts that we find in financial plans we're halfway through the list here uh, let's jump into the next one uh, but if you have any questions in the meantime you can always reach out to glenn by calling 336-291 3535 or go to roadmapfinancial.com and click the free consultation button and schedule your time to visit. Uh, The challenges that are sometimes presented by RMDs, which have somewhat gotten more complicated with the changing dates and ages and that kind of thing through recent legislation, uh, this is an area where I think we could consider financial plans often incomplete. Yeah, well, you know, when we talk about RMDs, obviously we're talking about required minimum distributions, right? And a lot of folks get kind of a little bit bent out of shape when they start thinking about it. It's like, well, wait a minute, why is the government making me take money out of this account? And so, you know, you have to really understand that, you know, it's like, well, that, that account that you put that money into, either a traditional IRA or a 401k, 403b, that type of tax deferred account, literally what you were doing is, is you were putting, you know, your, you know, part of your earnings from any given tax year, you were putting that into that account prior to it being taxed. And so the agreement that you had with the government, whether, you know, whether, whether it was you were aware of it or not, but, but the, the, the structure of that, of that account is, is that if you're deferring part of your wages and part of your earnings into the future that has not yet been taxed and it needs to be, you know, it's, it, it's subject to taxation, well then as you draw it out, 
whatever's in there that that you're drawing out, you know, whether it be the the earnings that you had or you know growth on those earnings are going to be subject to taxation. And so that's the that's the foundation of why you have those required minimum distributions. And then we get into the idea there, Walter, where you know it's like, well, you know, when is that going to happen? You know, if you just a few years ago it was at seventy and a half, and then legislation changed it to seventy two, and now it's moved up to seventy three. And you know, in a few years it'll be. 75, you know, and so you want to take all of that into account as is in your overall planning, it can kind of sometimes loop back to what we were just talking about in the previous, you know, previous question in terms of taxation risk. You know, if you're, you know, you're going along and everything's good, you know, maybe you're not taking anything out of those accounts or you're fortunate to have, you know, other, other income, you know, or, or whatnot. And, but maybe, you know, maybe you're taking a little bit and you're still okay. But then suddenly when you, when you hit that RMD age, or maybe you and your spouse, Hit, you know, are, are both at that age and you both have accounts, you can all of a sudden have significantly more income that's coming into the household. And, and then on the surface, that might seem like a good thing. And then oftentimes it is. At the same time, it can create more income, can create more taxation, which not only is the taxation potentially subject to the money that's coming out, but if you remember we talked about before with Social Security being subject to taxation based on how much other income you have, you can literally have the dynamic in some cases where when you're starting to take those required minimum distributions out of your retirement accounts, it's causing not only the taxation on that, but it's also pushing more of your social security benefits into the into the taxable column and creating you know almost like a stealth tax and where you're having more taxation you know is unintended consequences if you will so that's that's something to be aware of you know as well as just in thinking in terms of you know planning well when is that going to happen for you when is it going to happen for your spouse are you a few years away you know you know and thinking in terms of maybe you want to start to employ uh, you know a Roth conversion strategy or maybe there's there's other possibilities I know we've talked about in previous episodes where you can actually make gifts to churches or to nonprofit organizations or charities, you know, directly out of your IRA, but you can't do that necessarily out of your 401k. So it's, there's some, there's some really important details there that will come into play as to whether or not there's going to be taxation or not. And, you know, you want to make sure that that's part of your overall planning. And if that's not part of the conversation that you're having with your advisor, then, you know, you, you kind of have to ask yourself the question, you know, why isn't why isn't that advisor being proactive in that in that regard? Is that their skill set? Are they are they really are they really the the right advisor for you at this time in life, you know, in terms of in terms of the retirement years or transitioning into the retirement years? There's an awful lot of folks out there in the in the financial services um, industry that are really good at the accumulation years and you know and helping people grow that that nest egg. But you know when 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 we transition to the retirement years, sometimes the skill set is you know is is different right and so you, you it's it's kind of like different phases in life you know you, you go to different doctors right i mean and not because the doctor that you had before was a bad doctor or a bad guy or anything like that it's just that they had a skill set for where you were then you know like for instance you know as a pediatrician right as you grow older you you know you don't go to a pediatrician anymore you you know you go to you know you go to your main doctor and then as you get older and older you know you start having you start having more specialists you know and, and that type of thing it's a little bit it's a little bit uh, akin to that when you start thinking about what are the strengths and weaknesses of your of your advisor and you know and what's the skill set and are you really prepared for making that transition 
Wow, yeah, that's really important to consider all of those uh, uh, different layers that pop into a plan. It's not all about just getting to that retirement date, but as you can see, in, into your 70s, you've got to be thinking about these RMDs and, and handling those appropriately. So that, that retirement plan is a document, is a, uh, is a plan, is, a, is an item in your life that is always changing, it seems. All right, we've, we've yeah. come, come back around the, uh, the circle here, Glenn, to that long-term care discussion. So again, we said that deserves its own section here in the incomplete financial plan discussion. What do you think about the likelihood that people will have long-term care needs before they die? Is that often overlooked? It's very, very often overlooked, Walter, and and it's and it's a very challenging piece of the puzzle, if you will. You know, I mean, because long-term care insurance, in and of itself, you know, tends to be, you know, pretty doggone expensive, right? And and um, and it's one of those scenarios where it's really tough for a lot of folks to justify the idea to have that type of insurance when there's not really a guarantee that they're going to need it right and so and if they don't use it then they you know then typically they're going to lose it right it's going to revert back to the into the insurance company you know because if there's not any claims there then you don't you know then you don't draw any of that money back so you know you really have to start to look at well you know there are some folks that have put those types of policies in place you know long ago there are also other alternatives to to potentially look at with other insurance products yeah the insurance world you know has really evolved over time and and so there's there's a number of different products out there that you know can be of the life insurance type or of the annuity type that can have you know multiple types of benefits that can be utilized you know and I know that there's probably a lot of folks out there listening now that that don't really realize that there there are there are life insurance uh, policies that are you know if they're designed properly you know can create a you know a chronic illness uh, benefit that that you can actually tap into your death benefit while you're still alive for for that type of care and then it's it's kind of a way that that you kind of think it's like wow I mean that that's that's kind of interesting because most people think in terms of life insurance as just you know death benefit right which a lot of times that is the case but it, it, like i say if if you have a policy that's designed properly and you you know you add the appropriate riders to it you can create a scenario where you can have money there for long term care if necessary but at the same time if if it's if if you don't end up needing the money then you know for long term care and you passed away you know peacefully in your sleep sometime you know years down the line well then the money that's that's there can literally pass on to your heirs and it can pass on to them you know tax free and you know tax advantaged and you know and it didn't you didn't have to forego the you know all all those premium costs going to the insurance company you know just for long term care right so there's a lot of you know if ands and buts around there and you have to kind of make sure that you have you know you have the you know the right product and the right design and and also just making sure that it's the right fit for you i mean not not every financial product out there is going to be the right thing for everybody but what i always suggest to folks is is that they that they learn about them, you know, and they, and they and they come from a place of making decisions, you know, where where they have knowledge and where they have understanding versus just making decisions, you know, on what they think is true or what they've always, you know, been told is true and and maybe there maybe part of that is 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 incomplete, right? I mean, you can have something that's true, but it's not the whole picture, right? And so there, you know, so that that's important for that, that people really understand that there are a number of things out 
there. And I was just, I was just, you know, scratching the surface on some life insurance, you know, products that are out there. There are other products out there that, you know, that are more annuity based. They, you know, they can create, you know, you know, income where you literally can kind of create your own, um, your own private pension, so to speak. You know, where you can have, you know, you know, lifetime income. And if something happens, you know, in terms of in terms of long term care needs, potentially, you know, some of those products out there can actually have enhanced payouts if you need it for long term care. So there's there's a number of things that are that are out there that, that folks a lot of times just simply don't know about. And, you know, and it's really important that you that you work with somebody who does understand, you know, how how those different things work, that they have access to lots of different companies and lots of different products and they can and they can, you know, show you how things work. And again, you know, you don't you want to be very careful. You don't want to, you know, have start having a conversation with with an advisor and then they really start pushing the hard all oh, you absolutely need this and you know from the early stages you kind of got to put your you know your your uh, your feelers out there and you watch out for red flags because there's plenty of what I call financial salespeople out there there is the need I think for people to really educate themselves and to, to know what they're what's available and also know what they're saying yes and no to even if they're saying yes or no to something you know outside of their awareness right I mean it's, it's kind of the default thing is is that if you don't know about it and you and you're never presented with it you've you've said no to it kind of indirectly and so you want to know whether or not you're you know if something's available then you want to then you want to understand how it works and then and then then give yourself a, a real choice rather than just a default choice if that makes sense walter it does make sense yes glenn absolutely uh we've got two more to go over here and uh we're talking about the incomplete financial plan once again so areas where you often don't have a solution for a particular financial problem we see it also in the possibility of an unexpected event this might look like i guess a job loss or maybe an unexpected illness these can deeply impact people's finances is this just a matter of needing a better emergency fund or is this deeper than that well, you know, I mean, it, it can be deeper than that, Walter. You know, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of different variables in there. And, of course, it depends upon age and, and whatnot as well. I mean, you know, you, one of the questions that folks need to ask themselves if they're in their, if in their working years, you know, or, you know, what about disability insurance? You know, a lot, of, a lot of companies, you know, will have some short-term things there for them, you know, for disability, but maybe there's not long-term. Sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. Sometimes it's worthwhile to explore that, you know, as, as, a, as a private policy, you know, that you have on your own. You also have to kind of look in terms of it's like, well, you know, what happens? You know, do you have an adequate emergency fund? Do you have access to capital, or all your accounts kind of locked up and you don't have access to them for an, you know for a number of years? That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother. You know, layer of you know of planning that obviously oftentimes comes into play. You know, when you're you know when you're in your accumulation years and your working years, particularly when we're talking about job loss or you know or, or illness or disabilities and you know and those kind of things or maybe injuries those types of things you know it also can happen you know when somebody's retired right and or in the early retirement and you know something happens maybe they're in a car accident or you know some dread disease you know comes up early it was unexpected you know and and creates you know you know different different dynamics that you that you have to deal with and so you know obviously that you know it's a thing that you want to do you know you want to do your best to you know plan for the worst and hope for the best and you know, and and make sure that you know you're again aware of what's out there to help protect you. You know, that's not to say that you want to you know do everything known to man in terms of the insurance world because you know you can. It's very easy to become what we would call insurance poor and then buy you know buy every type of policy there is, and you have to you know 
be discerning about that and decide, you know, well, is, you know, how can I, you know, how can I allocate funds to what's really necessary or, you know, or, or I'm doing the best, you know, the best with the dollars of being the most efficient with the dollars that you have. But it's something that, that you don't want to just, you know, just not think about it or kind of like, you know, stick your head in the sand about it. you. You want to know what you're saying yes or no to and, you know, and, and what you're, you know, maybe there's a little bit of, a, of exposure there to, you know, to certain things. And then some people are going to leave that exposure there. Others are going to maybe try to cover it a little bit more when it's a, it's an, obviously it's an independent decision, but it's something, again, you want to address it rather than just go by the default and just kind of you know, hope that not, something doesn't happen. Yeah. Hope is not usually that, uh, that word that we want in the plan, right? That's, uh, it's great when it happens, uh, when we, when we can hope we can have that, but the plan needs to be based on <laughs> things that aren't just hope. And so, uh, that's a really good point. Last but not least, one other area where we see financial plans described as incomplete is when it comes to looking at how to pass assets smoothly and efficiently to the next generations or just to other beneficiaries in general. Right, right, Walter. Well, I mean, that comes back to a number of things we've talked about, right? I mean, you know, we... We've talked about taxation and future, you know, the, the risk of future taxation. We talked a little bit about long-term care. Those are a couple of the the areas that that can end up consuming a lot of you know somebody's nest egg or a household's nest egg that you know that they've saved their whole lives for. I've never run into a situation where folks wanted to you know have have you know the lion's share of their of their nest egg either go to the the nursing home and or to Uncle Sam, right? And you you want to try to you know you want to try to you know look at what are going to be the what are going to be the things that could potentially really cost a lot of money and really and really you know knock you know, knock your your current plan you know for a loop and you know and and those are those are two really large ones right i mean that in terms of in terms of taxation as well as the as, as long term care expenses so you know we've talked about a, you know a, a few different strategies that are there obviously you know if you, if you if you want if you want to looking at your your individual you know circumstances you know because not everybody has the same same circumstances and there's not really a one size fits all but you really want to you know explore that because you want to make sure that the money that, that that's there that you that you don't use you know, ends up going to the people and the causes that you care about. And that doesn't happen just by default. You know, you know typically, you know, you, you're, you're needing to have some strategy in place, you know, to position things in such a way that, that, that they can transition easily. That can come in terms of positioning financial assets. It can also come in the form of, of sometimes there's, you know, there's, there's legal planning to do, you know, and estate planning, you know, and you know, possibly trusts and, you know, different other types of planning that's there too. But I always might want to make sure that that that, that folks you know are with the understanding that if they go down that route as well which is sometimes you know necessary particularly the the more the more you have or the more complicated your estate is it's advisable to you know to seek that kind of counsel but it's also important to make sure that your financial planning and any legal planning are are coordinated right you want to you want to make sure that the right hand and the left hand knows what the other is doing so that you don't have unintended consequences or that your heirs don't have unintended consequences just because you know something was left out because there was a lack of communication between your advisors. Well, thank you for uh, illustrating all of these great points for us, Glenn. And I know that uh, we have listeners probably with a couple of questions after covering so much ground today. And so if that is the case, don't hesitate to reach out to Glenn and talk a little bit about your plan, about your financial life, what's going on, and how you can improve it going forward, how you can make sure that you don't have an incomplete financial plan at the end of the day. Call Glenn at 336-291-3535 to get in touch. That's 336 291 
3535. And online at roadmapfinancial.com. Click the free consultation button at the bottom of the page and schedule a time to meet from your smartphone or computer. Again, that's roadmapfinancial.com. Well, Glenn, thank you so much for all the help, and I hope you have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk again soon. Very good, Walter. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. That's Glenn and Walter, and we'll see you next time on the Retirement Roadmap.